Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... Wow, it's already January the 19th of the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, ladies and gentlemen. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Remember that, ladies and gentlemen. We reject violence. We stand for peaceful restoration, not revolution. That's a critical, critical component, ladies and gentlemen. You say, but Sam, violence is uh, the way we were created as a nation. I understand that. But it was self-defense violence. You say, no, you didn't have to rage against the machine. You didn't have to go against King George. I believe it was self-defense in nature. And if it ever comes to the fact that we have to defend ourselves from an out-of-control King George equivalent, then by all means, if the train of usurpations justify it, then we must stand for the sacred cause of liberty. I get it. I understand. But at the same time, we're not at that state in America by any stretch of the imagination. The founding fathers did not have the blessings that we have of the checks and balances. In our wonderful, blessed, supreme law, the Constitution, there are checks and balances. Those checks and balances are rich with the ability for us to restore, not revolt. For us to hold government bureaucrats and professional do-gooders accountable. That is the blessing of a constitutional republic. And that is why, ladies and gentlemen, I get so frustrated, so angry. Not angry to violence angry, but angry in terms of sad disappointment, if you will. About who we are in America. We are not a democracy, ladies and gentlemen. I know you hear that every day. I know you hear that hammered, hammered into your psyche, into your brain every single day. But it isn't true. We're not a republic. I'm sorry. We're not a democracy. We are a republic. Let me say it again just to be super clear. We are not a democracy, ladies and gentlemen. We are a constitutional republic. And I know others would say, Sam, that's just semantics. Come on. We have democratic principles in our republic. And, you know, I know. I get it. I understand, but I also understand that we cannot refer to ourselves over and over and over as a democracy uh, because it's not true, number one. I mean, isn't this the era of no fake news? Isn't this the era of we need the truth, accuracy, honesty in reporting? Maybe these news services that want to shut everybody else down because they believe there's voter fraud and they say you can't think that or there's the birther movement and you can't believe that. Barack Obama did not have a legitimate birth certificate or that he was birthed 
under different circumstances than we're told, etc. You can't be a birther. You can't be a 9-11 truther. You can't want the truth for 9-11. Okay, well, then what about the truth on vaccinations? What about the truth on the democracy question? The truth is we are not a democracy, and those who say we are are either one lying or two completely ignorant of the fact. Don't know which. Don't care which. The truth is the truth, and the truth shall make us free. We need to stand with the truth. We need to count on the truth. We need to tell the truth, right? This is not just uh, fun and games. You say, well, Sam, that's not really a big deal. It's not like they're trying to lie. Well, maybe, maybe not. I think they are trying to lie. I think the sooner they get us off this idea that we have a constitutional republic and we have a democracy, the sooner they can let kind of mob rule and or deny the mob rule with those who get in charge. Right? We need to realize we're a republic, a constitutional republic. That means we have checks and balances. That means we have a system that's different than our founding fathers had uh, before they created this great nation under God. And I, and I bring this up because it's critical to understand what we have. We have a constitutional republic. And not only is that a check and balance based system, which is vital to understand and to acknowledge Because in that understanding, again, are the solutions. Okay? If you say we're a democracy and you kind of say, look, anything goes, the Constitution's irrelevant, the Founding Fathers were a bunch of ignorant farmer, redneck, slave-owning thugs, uh, jettison our history, jettison them. What you do, in my opinion, is you jettison everything we hold dear. Because the checks and balances are the grand key to the restoration of this republic, peacefully so. And I, for one, advocate for peace. I, for one, pray for peace. I want to educate for peace. This radio broadcast is on the air to promote peace. And I will back up my statements with my words. All right, I've never been involved in a militia, although they tell you that I have or that I am. Okay, I've never been involved in a militia. I understand the term militia from the Second Amendment, and I understand its proper role and proper function, which is different than a lot of extreme patriots believe. The militia can't just rise out of the dust and have no head and and just do whatever it pleases. There is a constitutional provision for a legitimate militia, And that group of Americans can be deputized by a constitutional sheriff. I get committees of safety if complete societal breakdown occurs. that There might be an organizational reality there. But I understand we can't just create vigilante militias, whatever we choose, wherever we want, with no head and expect them to be the order of the day. That isn't how it works, ladies and gentlemen. Understand that we... The consent of the governed give authority and power to legitimate government servants. And that authority, ladies and gentlemen, that we give them cannot just be taken away willy-nilly either. We can't, in a given place, just say, I raised a militia. I got a thousand men, or men and women, whatever you want to call it, who are ready to do my bidding, who will take the law into my hands, because I'm now the authority. See how that breaks down law and order, folks? That isn't what a militia is. There are proper role of government guidelines that protect America. That is the law and order 
that President Trump spoke of so often during his presidency. Uh, to which now, because of dishonest media people, they are suggesting to you that he ended in a flurry of violence. He taught and spoke about and encouraged the rule of law for four plus years. And at the end, he just ran off the rails in his belligerent, psychotic indifference to the law and to everything we hold dear. And his belligerent abuse just led him to be extreme in his views and his real heart and mind came out. That's what they want you to believe. That's a lie. Folks, shame on those who are promoting violence in our country. Shame on Black Lives Matter. Shame on Antifa. And let me say it very clearly. Shame on any Trump supporter. The, the, the guise of being a Trump supporter commits violence and the destruction of property as well. Shame on all of you. I don't care what organization you come from. You have no business destroying private property. You have no business becoming violent. The very country the very constitutional republic that allows you to exercise your freedom to assemble and i might add that's to peacefully assemble does not give you the right to riot to protest to commit violence to destroy private property it does not and i don't care if you're black lives matter i don't care if you're antifa i don't care if you're the proud boys or you're donald trump supporter you have no business acting in such a way because you're destroying the very fabric of what we all hold dear. You do have the right to peacefully get together and express your frustration, to speak and to talk and to work out solutions, to propose those solutions and to advocate for those ideas in the marketplace of ideas, by all means. But this idea that we can peacefully assemble, codified in the First Amendment of the Constitution, that isn't even to the level of you have the right to protest, right? The peaceful assembly idea is not equivalent to a protest, which is not equivalent to a riot or a break-in or a violent episode or a destruction of private property. Don't even pretend those things are akin because they're not. One crosses the line into criminal activity. The peaceful assembly idea does not. This is critical to understand. This is the constitutional way. This is the belief of our founders. They gave their blood, their sweat, their tears, their sacred honor, and their fortunes on the altar of this. They were not a violent people. You might believe the revolution occurred in a couple of years. It did not. It was in the hearts and minds of the countrymen years before. Why? Uh, because that's the way it ought to be. What, what do I mean by that? The founding fathers were very patient. They were slow to go to war. In fact, before they even did so, they appealed to their God and to a candid world the uh, intentions of their necessity. You say, what do you mean necessity, Sam? At some point, they're obligated to advocate for freedom. Okay, because they have given their sacred honors and their fortunes for this cause. We don't need to move to such violent means. You say, well, Sam, there's election fraud. Fine, we can solve the election fraud. I've already taught you how. I've already mentioned the only answer is not to go to some black robe thugs in courts. The answer is to go to your local precinct and insist on accountability and transparency in the election votes. 175 pre 175,000 precincts can get it done. I digress, but I want to talk about this violent stuff more in seconds. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Isn't this great? Just the two of us. No work, no interruptions, no phone, no TV. Finally, we have a chance to just talk. I mean, how long has it been? Well, first of all, we should talk about your schedule. There are a few things that could use some adjusting, but overall, I think it's going all right. Basically, I think we're doing a pretty good job of communicating, which is good. You're doing a really good job of letting me know how you feel about things. I just... I want to keep the, the lines open, if you know what I mean. Jerry, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. What are you doing? Oh, I was <laughs> I was just giving Emily a bottle. Who are you talking to? Emily. She's only three weeks old, and she's asleep. I know. I was just practicing. Family, isn't it about time? Isn't this great? Just the three of us. No work, no interruptions, no phone. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Sam Bushman, talking about violence and the rejection thereof, ladies and gentlemen. We don't need violence in the Republic. Shame on those who commit it. And I don't care if you're a Donald Trump supporter. I don't care if you're Black Lives Matter. I don't care if you're Antifa. I don't care who you are. We reject it, ladies and gentlemen. When I say we, I'm talking about all the team at the Liberty Roundtable Live Radio Program. All the team at the LovingLiberty.net radio network and syndicated network efforts. All the people at Liberty News Radio. We reject violence completely. All right. And uh, the sad part is the uh, rhetoric about violence is not good. Okay. It's not good at all. But I don't believe it causes the violence that they're claiming either. All right. I'm not for negative rhetoric, but I also get that you can't blame that on the violence. There's a big difference between those who speak a certain way and people who uh, promote violence versus people who commit violence. Now, I'm not advocating promoting violence at all. But what I am saying is, you know what? Even if somebody says something in a way that's a little more bold than they intend, that doesn't mean that they should be blamed on committing for for committing violence they say conservative outlets news outlets especially need to be deplatformed says alex stamos he's the former chief security officer at facebook i disagree with this person but i don't wish any violence on them at all big tech's purge of conservatives changes speech 
debate. In reality, it's a power grab. Americans must recognize that this muzzle the liberals are promoting now will eventually be used against them. Yeah, Real Clear Politics highlights that piece. All right. Joe Manchin says that senators or the Senate should consider moving Josh Haw- removing Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz under the 14th Amendment. See, I don't agree with this attempt for violence, attempt for hostility and hatred because of differing beliefs and or opinions or even facts as they see them. All right, some Harvard students are petitioning for Trump allied graduates to lose their, um, what's the word? To lose their degrees, writes John Brown. So Harvard students are petitioning for Trump allied graduates to lose their graduation. Ridiculous. Acacia Cortez demands federal funding to de-radicalize white supremacists and conspiracy theorists. The problem with this, ladies and gentlemen, is the wide net cast. And the idea that government has the job of, what, deprogramming people? Of changing your beliefs? Let me give you an example. There's a country star by the name of John Rich. I think he's of the Big and Rich Band, right? Country star John Rich says that conservative rockers are being muzzled by the industry. Now, why is the industry muzzling those who believe differently, conservatively? This is the problem that I'm talking about. Right? Now, the Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor, John Fetterman, he basically said this. Saying that the election is rigged is not protected speech. Now, my response to John, or this lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania, you know what, if you say that's not protected speech, I'd like to have a discussion with you, sir. An open, candid discussion about what is protected speech. If me saying the election is rigged is not, am I allowed to say the word vote fraud? And if I'm not allowed to say election fraud or vote fraud or question the integrity of the election via my speech, then what happens one day if there is really election fraud? Now, I believe there already was, but just just say that there's not in his case, so we're seeking for truth. But what happens if there really is? Can I say it then, or can I still not say that? See, where do you go with this idea, right? That's the problem with these people's ideologies is that you know you say you can't say this you can't say that you can't believe this you can't believe that let's go after um holocaust deniers let's go after um birthers let's go after 911 truthers let's go after people who claim the elections were fraudulent let's go after and where do you go with that No, I disagree with some people on some things. For example, I am not a Holocaust denier. But you know what? What if somebody truly believes that the Holocaust, one, either didn't happen, (laughs) they're wrong, but they can claim that if they choose. But what about the next guy that says, well, I don't believe it never happened. I just believe it isn't as the government told us it was. I don't believe all the facts that were being taught in current government school. Um, I don't believe it's articulating the truth either. 
Can people believe that? Well, Senator Rand Paul wisely pointed out that the GOP leadership will destroy the Republican Party and will trigger mass exodus if they vote to part to uh, convict Donald Trump in the Senate. Well, now, do you agree with him? You may or you may not. I personally do agree with him that it will create serious problems in the Republican Party. For a lot of reasons, by the way. Reasons I won't go into right this minute. But I will say this. Is Rand Paul entitled to that belief? Does he have protected free speech to say that? The destruction of the party. There's vote fraud. Uh, Somebody says, I don't believe in the 9-11 story. I don't believe that it's fake. Or I do believe that it's fake. Or I do believe in the Holocaust. Or I don't believe in the Holocaust. I do believe we went to the moon. I don't believe we went to the moon. I believe government schools are evil. I believe government schools are fantastic. Whatever you say, do you have the right to say and believe those things? Diana Presley, she's a Democrat of Massachusetts, for example. She is openly saying that Republicans engaged in chemical warfare by not wearing masks. Imagine that. Presley took to Twitter to condemn Republicans and lawmakers. She said, the second I realized I was involved in a white supremacist mob as I was trying to get away from, she said, the second I realized our safe room was full of, you know what, white supremacists and extremists and treasonous white supremacists, etc." I exited. Is she allowed to say that? She believes that anybody who's a Trump supporter, congressmen and senators, people who aren't wearing masks, a Trump supporter not wearing a mask, she believes that's basically chemical warfare. Well, I don't know if it's the corona we're talking about. It probably isn't chemical warfare. Uh, It might be biological warfare if you want to be accurate, but I don't believe it's that either. Nevertheless, is she allowed to say that? Could she openly just say, hey, all Republicans and senators, you know, who were not wearing masks or whatever else, they're all involved in chemical warfare. Can she say that if it's not the truth? We had our guest on Dr. Scott Bradley with us yesterday. He always does a phenomenal job, and he helped us break a lot of this down. London Bank threatens to close accounts of customers who don't wear face masks. Can we get that extreme on people? COVID vaccine secret, a stunner. John Rappaport writes the article. We talked about that with Lowell Nelson, Campaign for Liberty. Campaignforliberty.org. We also talked about why they hate Donald Trump so deeply, but it's not just Trump. All right, it's Donald Trump, but it's everything Trump stands for, but it's also a lot of us who believe in conservative values. They believe that you and I are violent. They believe that you and I will destroy the country. Now, Judge Andrew Napolitano says that Trump's speech is protected speech. He talked about Thomas Jefferson once argued that so long as the speaker neither picked his pocket nor broke his legs, it was free speech. All the speaker's words are protected. And he went on and explained that, you know what? (laughs) We don't want congressional hysteria and hypocrisy. It'll doom liberty, writes James Bavard. All right. COVID vaccine kills people. The EpicTimes.com, are they allowed to say that? We talked about VARs. 
V-A-E-R-S, VARS. It was established in 1990 to serve as an early warning system to detect safety problems in U.S. licensed vaccinations. It's managed by the CDC and the FDA right now. Anybody, by the way, can report an adverse event to the system. Are you allowed to report? If you're not allowed to say that, um, you know, vaccines aren't safe and effective, are you allowed to report if you have an adverse reaction? Quick pause. I am Sam Bushman. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. In the waning days of the Trump administration, sources said on Monday President Trump is likely to grant clemency to rapper Lil Wayne on Tuesday in a final series of pardons that is not expected to include lawyer Rudy Giuliani or ex-aide Steve Bannon. Trump is expected to issue more than 100 pardons. Vice President-elect Kamala Harris has formally submitted a letter of resignation for her U.S. Senate seat to Governor Gavin Newsom of California. Ending her four-year term in the chamber, she said, As I resign from the Senate, I am preparing to take the oath that will have me preside over it. End quote. Newsom has named Alex Padilla, California Secretary of State, to fill Harris's seat for the next two years. Japanese photography giant Canon has launched a new interactive website that gives you a chance to take pictures from space. Unveiled at CES 2021, us. For USA Radio News, I'm Lance Pry. Newsmax TV. Everyone is watching it now. President Trump says he loves it. And more than 30 million Americans tune into Newsmax TV. With great shows and analysts like Dick Morris, Rudy Giuliani, Michelle Malkin, Diamond and Silk, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, and a lot more. Every night, you can watch Newsmax's number one show, Greg Kelly Reports. Greg Kelly and Newsmax are unafraid to tell the truth about the election, how big tech is censoring you, and Joe Biden's dangerous plans. You need to watch Newsmax TV. Get Newsmax on all major cable systems or check your guide. If you don't get Newsmax, call your cable operator. Tell them you want Newsmax. And remember, Newsmax is free on Roku, YouTube, Apple TV, Zumo, TiVo Plus, Pluto, Chromecast, and most smart TVs like Samsung and LG. And don't forget to download the free Newsmax TV app. All other cable news channels ask you to pay, but Newsmax's app is free. So start watching anytime, anywhere in the world. An Ohio police officer was killed Monday. USA Radio News Dan Naraki reports. An Ohio police officer was shot and killed Monday during a SWAT standoff. 24-year-old Toledo police officer Brandon Stalker died after being shot by a suspect wanted for vandalizing the city's cathedral early Monday morning. The suspect was confronted by officers outside a central Toledo home. He then brandished a firearm and barricaded himself inside that home. After hours of negotiation, the SWAT team fired gas into the home. The suspect then came out firing two weapons. He was also shot and hospitalized, though his condition is unknown. Toledo Police Chief George Crawl says Stalker joined the force in July of 2018. He was an amazing police officer. He has a fiance and they have a very young child. Governor Mike DeWine has ordered flags at state buildings flown at half staff in honor of Officer Stalker. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. Toledo, Ohio is on the western end of Lake Erie. USA Radio News. 
promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if we want to talk about free speech and the ability to say or not say things and you know whether that leads to violence or not, etc., you know, there's a lot to discuss relating to this, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about Melania Trump for a minute. All right, poor Melania Trump, when she went into the White House, well, let's back up a minute. When President Trump took to the White House, they said she doesn't live at the White House. She refuses to go. She's going to stay in New York. There's trouble in Denmark with the, the Trump's marriage, da-da-da-da-da, and it turned out to be completely bogus. All right? It wasn't the truth. It was fake news, right? Now Melania Trump bids farewell to the American people. She says, you'll be in my heart forever. Now the next headline says, Melania Trump thanked everyone who has supported her Be Best campaign as she talked about the program's legacy in a highlighted clip. They call it a highlight clip, I guess, right? As the legacy of hashtag be best comes to a close, we must continue to pay attention to these critical issues. And her efforts were to say, let's be best. Let's be above the fray. Let's not promote violence and hatred and rhetoric and, 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 and attack and divide. Let's, and all they did was attack Melania. I think her efforts were great. You would say, well, it's disingenuous, Sam. Look at her husband. You know what? She doesn't control her husband. She can't get him to do whatever she wants to. Imagine a rich and powerful man like Trump, a very bold, um, what do you want to call him, an alpha male. And, and imagine Melania just saying, I want you to be kind and be best. And he's like, you know what? I've hit back for my whole life. Whenever somebody attacks me, I, I swing back twice as hard. Now, I'm not saying that's the best trait in the world. What I'm saying is, how does Melania prevail over that? You can't blame her for the actions of her husband. Okay, this is a woman that you would think that the women of America would stand up for and with and say, you know what, her gentle nature, but her tremendous leadership is noteworthy to say the least. But they don't. See, that's the problem. All right? Now, there's an article right here that says this. Journalists mock Melania Trump over her Be Best initiative, calling her delusional and more. Can you imagine that, folks? So I got a question. She says, hello, Miss Berther. <laughs> CNN's Anna Navarro tweeted to her followers. So they mock Melania, but I got a question. When was Melania promoting the birther movement? Do you remember that? I don't think so. That's the problem. I don't remember that happening. Do you? I don't remember Melania promoting the birther movement. But they mock Melania over this. And I say, you know what? Melania bids farewell to the American people. Melania thanked everyone who has supported the Be Best campaign as she talked about the program's legacy in a highlight clip. You know what? That's good stuff, in my opinion. Journalists now mock Melania Trump over her Be Best initiative, calling her delusional and more. Shame on them, folks. But this is what I'm talking about. Now, let's say somebody commits a violent act against Melania, which I pray they do ne not, that it never happens. Can we blame the 
journalists who uh, attacked Melania and said she's delusional and misbirthed her and mocked her? Wow. I look at that and I go, I don't think so. Even though it's, in my opinion, bad rhetoric, not very kind, uh, not appropriate to the First Lady at all, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think that the those who uh, encouraged that could be blamed on if there was violence that occurred. So let's be very clear. I'm not into defending the conservatives and attacking the liberals or defending the Republicans and attacking the Democrats or defending the right wing and ignoring the left or whatever you want to say. I'm not doing those things. What I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, is when somebody promotes behavior that's unkind, right? When someone is unkind, folks, I reject it no matter who it is. So as far as I understand, there was death threats issued against Mike Pence. Well, you can already tell where I'm going to be on it, right? I stand against those death threats. But let's say those death threats were made against Nancy Pelosi, not just Mike Pence. In similar similar fashion, I would be completely against those death threats made also. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a situation where we should pick sides. This is a situation where we should stand against violence... We should stand against hate-filled rhetoric against anyone, right? We don't want violence or attack or abuse against anyone. Now, I might completely disagree with Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton and, and Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden and others, politically speaking. I might have completely different beliefs than they have. But that doesn't give me in any way the suggestion or idea that I should commit violence or treat them unkindly in any way. But let's drill into the truth a little bit more, shall we? No violent assault on the Capitol, but abundant evidence of vote fraud, writes Paul Craig Roberts. Now, is he entitled to that view? See, I believe there was a violent assault on the Capitol by some extreme people on the left and the right. And I believe it was wrong, and I believe they destroyed private property, and I believe they committed violence, and I think they ought to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law on the right and the left. Darn rights. But there is abundant evidence of vote fraud, in my opinion, to which I'm entitled. And don't take that away from me. All right? There's also people that are speaking out, talking about the Asian flu now. They say the Asian flu in 1957... 58, they rejected lockdowns. And it was way worse than the uh, COVID today that we're getting locked down over, writes Jeffrey Tucker. Now, is he entitled to that view? I, Sam Butchman, will not deny the Christ. Am I entitled to those views? I believe Jesus Christ lived. I am convinced that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. And I'm convinced that he rose from the dead on that third day, and that he lives today. And that he is the Prince of Peace whom we should follow. 
We should treat one another with kindness, even if we completely 180 degrees uh, disagree politically. We should be kind and respectful and appreciative and understanding that people have different views, different beliefs. Sure, we need to stand up boldly and nobly, independently for our beliefs as well. That's fine. We need to be bold in the religion defense camp. We need to be bold in the pro-life defense camp. But that doesn't mean we need to be abusive. There's a big difference between being bold and abusive. There's a big difference between being firm and over the top. So Melania Trump bids farewell to the American people. You will be in my heart forever. Now, wasn't there a crowd that said that, you know what, Donald and Melania would never leave peacefully? Well, those people were engaged in their opinion, to which they're entitled, but it turned out to be fake news, didn't it? Donald Trump's already getting ready to leave. Melania already peacefully said goodbye. Melania Trump thanked everyone who has supported the Be Best campaign. I'm one of them, so she thanked me as she talked about the program's legacy in a highlight clip. I say good for her. Journalists then mock Melania Trump over her legacy, the Be Best initiative, calling her delusional and more. Well, you know what? I pray she's not delusional. I pray we do have more peace, more kindness, more respect, more civility. I won't even go back to the column I wrote on this because I've mentioned it too many times. But I believe in the civility in America. All right. Now, let's talk about violence. Martin Luther King was celebrated yesterday as a peace-loving man. And I agree that a lot of the speeches he gave were wonderful. Uh, the things that he said about, you know what, let's judge a person on the content of their character, not on the color of their skin. <laughs> Amen. I have a dream that we can all get along and respect one another. I have a dream that we can all obtain whatever we achieve, whatever we desire to achieve in America that's right and good that we should achieve. You know, I believe in a lot of the com comments that Martin Luther King Jr. made. The problem with the truth on Martin Luther King is his life did not match his speeches. And insofar as his life did match his speeches, I respect him. The problem is we're being lied to about who Martin Luther King Jr. really was, starting with his name. All right, he was not a peace-loving person. He got communist funding. And violence broke out almost everywhere he went after the fact. The FBI had a big file on him. Donald Trump released the file. Let's get to the bottom of that, shall we? I reinstated a policy first put in place by President Ronald Reagan, the Mexico City policy. I strongly supported the House of Representatives' pain-capable bill, which would end painful late-term abortions nationwide. And I call upon the Senate to pass this important law and send it to my desk for signing. We are protecting the sanctity of life and the family as the foundation of our society. And most importantly of all, it is the gift of life itself. That is why we march. That is why we pray. And that is why we declare that America's future will be filled with goodness, peace, joy, dignity, and life for every child of God. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? 
Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So all I'm telling you is we need to reject violence in America. I get the self-defense need. Self-defense isn't violence. That's an effort, even if you use uh, some violent means, to decrease violence. I'm in my home peacefully with my family eating dinner, and a thug comes in. And he's about to kill us or rape us or do whatever, or, you know, and, and I stop them with force. That isn't a violent act. It's a self-defense a self-defense act in an effort to prevent violence. So self-defense is an exception if it's true, honest self-defense. But other than that, we don't need violence in America, folks. We have the solutions within the constitutional republic, the checks and balances. So the attack on Melania Trump by journalists, in my belief, is not warranted. And I believe it's a sad tale to tell, and it's wrong. All right, now March for Life, if you haven't heard, cancels in-person rally and denounce, or uh, I'm sorry, and announces virtual events instead. Why are they doing that? They said it's not only because of the coronavirus, although that's part of it, but it's because they don't want to participate in riots, insurrections, protests that border on violence. They've had peaceful assemblies since what, 1972 or three? Can't remember the exact start. 1973? And they don't want to be uh, betrayed by a few radicals. And so they're basically asking people to stay home and be peaceful. All right? Nancy Pelosi is saying we ought to have a 9-11 commission or style commission on the Capitol riot. Fine, Nancy. Let's have a nonpartisan, don't even go bipartisan, Nancy, Let's have a nine-partisan commission, and let's look into the Capitol riots and find out who done it. And should we prosecute everybody who committed crimes to the fullest extent of the law? I think we should. Now, by the way, Stevie Wonder uses Martin Luther King Day to urge Biden to establish a truth commission. Well, if you believe the government's going to get to the bottom of the truth on things and you trust your government like that, go right ahead, but I don't. But what would a truth commission entail? All right, are we going to release the truth on Martin Luther King? That he was a pervert? That he was involved in rapes? That violence followed him wherever he went? Even though he spoke of peace, and but eventually the, the results would follow? 
Did he know those results would follow? But speak anyway? Let's say I get up and speak peacefully about something, but I know violence will follow. What about that? Am I liable? Am I responsible? Am I slanderous in nature, right? Where do we go for this or with this? Right now, I want the truth on Martin Luther King Jr., not even his real name. I want the truth. And the FBI has a massive dossier on this guy. Are we going to release it, President Donald J. Trump Jr.? And if Trump doesn't do it, Biden, are you going to step in and do it? I doubt it. Uh, Can Stevie Wonder use MLK Day to promote a truth commission? Feds, for example, made a claim that there was an an assassination plot brewing at the Capitol. They made a bold claim, and the mainstream press carried it big time. Oh, the idea was white supremacist extremists, Trump supporters, uh, insurrectionists were going to work on an assassination plot. Well, now the headline just got released that says this. Feds back away from claim of assassination plot at the Capitol. No direct evidence of such intentions. Well, then why do they say it in the first place if there's no direct evidence of such intentions? See, ladies and gentlemen, do you see the problem? Do you see the problem? Who started that rumor then? If there was no direct evidence... Did the government start it? Without any direct evidence, they made that claim and now they're backing off from that claim? Would that be promoting violence? To suggest there was an assassination plot in place? Huh? Or, you know, okay, they back away from the claim, but what was there evidence in the first place and now they say there is no evidence? Did the mainstream press carry the ball on this without doing their, quote, Journalistic due diligence. See what I mean? See where we go with this? It becomes a very serious concern. Now, there is a reverend who preached yesterday, and he was at the National Cathedral. His name is Michael Eric Dyson. D-Y-S-O-N, Michael Eric Dyson. And he preaches at the National Cathedral yesterday, And he says American exceptionalism is really white supremacy. And we need to jettison that notion altogether. What do you think of this, ladies and gentlemen? Are you comfortable with an idea where a preacher at the National Cathedral can get up and say, hey, man, Anybody who preaches um, America's exceptionalism is really promoting white supremacy. Do you go there with that kind of a, a statement, ladies and gentlemen? Are you comfortable with that kind of a view? I believe in American exceptionalism. I believe America is an except, exceptional nation. I believe the principles the founders put in place are of godly origins. And I believe that a nation that focuses on Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, is not white supremacy. I mean, I got a question. Was Jesus even white? No? 
But I, I digress except to say I don't see how preaching American exceptionalism is a white statement. And let me uh, further break this down. If other nations obey the principles articulated in the supreme law of our land, the Constitution, I believe other nations would be great. Now, let's say that America jettisons the Constitution. I believe America will be in trouble. Let's say that only white people reject the Constitution and black people and Hispanic people or Latinos or whatever you want to say, Native Americans, whatever group, they completely embrace the principles in the Constitution. Let's say that the white people reject the Ten Commandments of God and all other colors of the rainbow of people based on ethnicity, etc. They embrace the Ten Commandments and the principles that make countries great. Then you ready for my prediction? The white people will be in serious societal meltdown. And all other nations or all other groups, all other ethnicities, all other colors of the rainbow, whatever you want to call it, uh, they will be doing very well. Because it's not about white. Okay, that's not what it's about. It's about the principles that bless lives. And those who obey those principles will be blessed by Almighty God, the author of our liberty, and those who do not will be in trouble. So how is it white supremacy for me to teach the exceptionalism of America based on principles that have been tried and tested? The Founding Fathers called it a grand old experiment, right? And it was successful. And it blesses lives everywhere. And if we obey those principles, we will be blessed as a people, white or not. And if we jettison these principles, we will not be blessed. We will lose the blessings and the protection God affords. And we will be in trouble. And so if a white group of people jettison the principles that make countries and peoples great, then they will be in trouble. And if other colors of the rainbow accept and embrace these principles, then they will be the blessed ones. It is not about, let me say it again, it is not about race or an attempt to marginalize certain ethnicities. And this preacher just got up at the National Cathedral yesterday and literally said, hey, if you advocate for uh, American exceptionalism, then you are a white supremacist promoting white ideology. See, I don't agree with this. I don't agree with this at all. Here's the question. Is that creating violence to say such things? See, I don't think so. I think this preacher can say what he wants to say. He has the right to his free speech, but I have the right to peacefully disagree with him. Let me say it again. He has the right to his free speech, but I have the right to peacefully disagree with him. Now, do I wish any harm on the gentleman? Of course not. In fact, I would pray that he comes to his senses and acknowledge that the principles are what make countries great, not the race. All right, I, I would hope that we could peacefully agree. In fact, I would like to have that preacher on the radio and peacefully, politely discuss these things and say, you know what, why do you say it's white supremacy to, print, to, to talk about, uh, you know what, American exceptionalism? Why are you that way? And I would explain that to me, I don't believe it's a white issue. Could we have that conversation peacefully? I doubt in the culture today that we could. But I would pray that we could. 
I would encourage that we should. How's that? I don't want violence. I reject violence. I want to focus on what we can do as a, as a people to realize that we're all God's children and we should behave like it. To realize that violence in a self-defense mode is a last resort um, in an effort to reduce violence may be necessary. Okay, somebody comes in with a gun and they're ready to kill 50 people somewhere. And you stop the gunman and, and, and you use lethal force to do that. That's really an attempt to reduce violence, not to be violent. So with that exception in mind, I reject violence. I don't think fighting solves anything. I'm going to be very careful to think that violence is an answer. But that didn't stop, uh, you know, Maxine Waters from promoting violence and speaking uh, to violence. Or Barack Obama, he was calling for an army in 2008. Right? You could say, well, wait a minute, Sam, he meant a peaceful army. Fine. But I've never called for an army. Unless you want to say army of the saints of God advocating to follow the Prince of Peace. See how terms and words can be manipulated if taken out of context? I really think we need to be very careful about the words we use. And I think we need to really, uh, furthermore, uh, give people the benefit of the doubt. And if they say something not quite correctly, we need to give them. Well, the scriptures say in the last days, people will take advantage of one because of their words. I pray we don't do that. I pray we are kind, we are respectful, we are appreciative. And we advocate nonviolence. Next hour, I'm gonna talk about a press release that the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association just released ahead of the inauguration of Joe Biden tomorrow. Uh, and there will be, uh, you know what, people all over the country. We've got our recommendations and our plea for them coming up next hour. I'm Sam Bushman, ladies and gentlemen, and this is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. And I declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. Please get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right, will you? LovingLiberty.net, spread the word. We declare this nation shall endure. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 19th, in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two in our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. We await the Savior's return, ladies and gentlemen. That is a peaceful event. We follow the Prince of Peace. We reject violence. I've been talking about this violence scenario and about rhetoric leading to violence or not, etc. And I mentioned that I, Sam Bushman, will not deny the Christ. The Prince of Peace. Is that a violent statement? 
Or if those who would try to make me deny the Christ, would that be a violent statement or agenda? Melania Trump bids farewell to the American people. You'll be in my heart forever, she says. Melania Trump thanked everyone who has supported her, quote, be best campaign. As she talked about the program's legacy in a highlight clip, very peaceful. But she got mocked. Journalists mocked Melania Trump over the legacy of her, quote, be best initiative. Calling her delusional and more. Hello, Mrs. Berther, CNN's Ann Navarro tweeted to her millions of followers. I don't understand why you would mock Melania. What's the value for that? March for Life cancels in-person rally, denounces um, violence, uh, announces they're just going to do virtual events because they want to remain peaceful. Nancy Pelosi says we should have a 9-11 commission on the Capitol, right? I agree, Nancy. And are you ready to prosecute to the fullest extent of the law, all involved in violence and the destruction of property on both sides of the aisle? Are you ready to do that, Nancy? I sure pray so. Stevie Wonder uses Martin Luther King Day to urge Biden to establish a truth commission. Well, first off, shame on you, Stevie, for not standing by the principles that make America great, which is freedom of speech. And um, you know what? Should we shut down Martin Luther King's speech? Well, he's not even alive, but you know, do you get the point? Should we have shut it down back in the day? What about Stevie Wonder? Should we allow him to say that kind of stuff? Should we allow journalists to mock Melania, the first lady, and a lady who tried to lead with a peaceful event? With a BBS campaign to try to promote kindness and peace and uh, reject bullying and etc. How about when the feds claimed that there was an assassination plot at Capitol Hill? Uh, and then they, well, now come back and say, golly, we're backing away from the claim of the assassination plot on Capitol Hill because there's no direct evidence of such intentions. Now, Reverend Michael Eric. Dyson preached at the National Cathedral yesterday. And here's what he said. American national exceptionalism is really actual worship of white supremacy. Can you believe that kind of stuff, folks? Should he be allowed to say that kind of thing? I think he should. I disagree with him, but I think he should. If he wants to say that he believes that a uh, if you preach of American exceptionalism, you're preaching of white supremacy. I disagree with him. I don't think it's white supremacy at all. And I articulated last hour. It's about the principles that America has exceptionalism regarding. It's the principles that our founding fathers put in place via the supreme law of the land, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights that make America great. And if white people jettison those principles, the Ten Commandments being the starting point, then white people will be in trouble, societally speaking. And if people of other nationalities, other countries, if they embrace the principles, then they will be blessed and protected and prosper. It isn't about race or nationality or ethnic origins or any of those kind of things. I highlighted that. So I say shame on the reverence for speaking out so definitively that if I ever talk about American exceptionalism, but I'm really worshiping white supremacy, shame on you for that assertion. It isn't the truth at all. But should that good reverend be able to say that? No, I don't hate the reverend. I don't wish any ill on the reverend. I would never encourage any violence against the reverend. What I would hope to do is discuss this with the reverend. I'd love a two-hour radio discussion 
So, Reverend Michael Eric Dyson, if you're listening or if you know anybody who is or if anybody can get a hold of him, you know what? Sam Bushman would like to discuss that assertion that you made on the radio. We can have a peaceful discussion about it. You believe that American exceptionalism and the promotion thereof, the highlighting thereof, or the uh, pointing to that is a really a worship of white supremacy. And I want to tell you that I don't think so. And I'm not here to argue or, or you know, ratchet up the rhetoric. I am here to articulate why I believe it's not. And you can talk about maybe why you believe that it is. And maybe we can come to the meeting of the minds or maybe we can influence one another. Oftentimes, if you convince a man against his opinion, that he'll leave of the same opinion still. So I'm not so sure that I can convince him nor that he can convince me. But I do think that a, a kind, polite, respectful dialogue might shed some light on what we think and what our differences are and why we have them. We may never agree, but we can discuss them. We can maybe gain greater light and knowledge, each of us. And we can say, I don't agree with his view, but I at least have respect. It's a well-thought-out position. And I understand it. And just maybe, even though I don't completely agree with his point, maybe there's some things that he can recommend that we do that would further educate all of us as Americans and further unite we the people and reject maybe misunderstandings or um, misconceptions on both sides, right? That might have, if we do it peacefully and politely, that could occur. And if it would, it would be a wonderful thing. All right, in Utah and at many other capitals across the country, they're very concerned that violence is going to break out at the capitals um, of each state. Governor Cox in the state of Utah declares state of emergency ahead of expected protests, not only over the weekend, but today and tomorrow, etc. FBI bracing for potential protests at Utah Capitol. Well, I would double down with uh, Spencer Cox, Utah Governor Spencer Cox. I would double down with him and say, we reject violence. We pray nothing uh, is violent. We pray that we can completely jettison violence of any kind, right? I agree with Cox on that. If the FBI is concerned, is there credible evidence that there might be a problem at the Utah State Capitol? Well, I would encourage against those protests that could turn violent. Latter-day Saint leaders, meaning leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, condemn violence at the U.S. Capitol, as, as do I. Now, I representing Liberty Roundtable Live, I representing the Liberty News Radio Network, and I representing the Loving Liberty Radio Networks, agree with Latter-day Saint leaders and agree with Utah Governor Spencer Cox. We condemn violence not only at the U.S. Capitol, but anywhere. And as we uh, face tomorrow's inauguration of Joe Biden, I don't believe it's a legitimate presidency. I do believe there's vote fraud, and I still maintain that there is. Just because you had a bunch of wackos created a, a violent episode at the Capitol, that doesn't change that there is or is not vote fraud, and I'm one who believes there is. Am I allowed to believe that? That doesn't mean that I'm going to stand in the way of the peaceful transfer of power, and it doesn't mean that I'm going to promote violence of any kind. In fact, I'm encouraging people to stay home because I don't want them to be caught up in a violent uh, episode. 
Now, the Constitutional Sheriff's Officers Association, I should say the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association, uh, created a press release. And Richard Mack is on a plane, so he couldn't be on the radio with me today to talk about it, but I want to highlight it. I want to talk about the words in it, and I want to read it to you, and then I want to endorse it wholeheartedly. Here's what it says. The CSPOA, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, is dedicated to finding and exhausting all peaceful means possible to restore liberty to our great country. We are asking for calm and that all Americans stay home and away from any rallies or protests on Inauguration Day. We certainly do not support any armed protests. Let us do nothing to play into their hands. Let's allow for a peaceful transfer and then be ready to create constitutional remedies at the local level. The CSPOA has always taken a non-violent approach regarding the movement for freedom, and there is no exception now that makes us consider any other alternatives. Let us be measured, careful, and patriotic. The CSPOA encourages all sheriffs, chiefs of police, and all public officials to encourage everyone within your jurisdictions to do likewise. Let's all do our part to bring peace back to the United States of America. Now, I know someone's calling and they want to get on the radio. But what they don't understand as we try to put them on the radio that I'm all by myself and there's no possible way for me to take their call and be on the air at the same time. So a break's coming up and I'll take their call. Now they just hung up on me making my life more complicated. (laughs) What they need to do is wait just a second and I can take their call. But I can't do it on the air at the same time. Now that a break's coming up, if they dial back in right this very second at 866-986-6397, that's 866-986-NEWS, then I can take their call. I'd love to hear from the people. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? 
Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, why have some of my seals are gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live on the radio, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, 866-986-6397, 866-986-NEWS. Let me quickly explain to you uh, how it works when you're all by yourself trying to produce a radio show. i got to take the notes. i got to do all these different things. Well, i got to answer the phone. And I got to make sure that a guest is ready to go on the radio. Hey, Liberty Roundtable Live. They say, hey, I would like to go on the air. Great. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I don't need your name and where you're calling from to trace you. I just need to generally know who I'm talking to. And it's nice for the listeners to know, hey, we got a caller from Florida or a caller from Maine or Minnesota or whatever. And so it's nice that way. Uh, but I can't be on the radio myself and take the phone calls. Most people have a producer, right? And the producer takes the calls and then says, hey, Sam, you know, Larry's on the line from Alabama and he wants to talk to you or whatever. Right. So what people need to do is call on the brakes at 866-986-NEWS. Or if I have another caller on and or a guest on and they're talking, then it works well because I can answer the phone quickly. I can mute myself and answer the phone and queue up the next caller pretty easily. I'm pretty talented that way. I can do a lot of things at once. What I can't do, though, is all of it at once. Anyway, I digress, but I want to read this Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association press release one more time because I believe the phone call was a little bit interrupting of that, if you will. And I feel like the importance of what it says is so critical right now. The day before the peaceful transfer of power from Donald Trump to Joe Biden, whether it's legitimate or not, ladies and gentlemen, Violence will solve nothing. An attempt to disrupt that peaceful transfer of power will accomplish nothing. All right? So let's let's obey the law. Let's be peaceful. Here's what the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association press release that we issued yesterday. Just Here's what it says. The CSPOA, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, is dedicated to finding and exhausting all peaceful means possible to restore liberty to our great country. Are we allowed to call America a great country? Is that the exceptionalism? Huh? We are asking for calm and that all Americans stay home and away from any rallies or protests on Inauguration Day. 
We certainly do not support any armed protests. Let us do nothing to play into their hands. Those are the people who want violence. On the right and the left. They're all wrong, folks. Let's allow for a peaceful transfer and then be ready to create constitutional remedies at the local level. Let me say that again. Let's allow for a peaceful transfer and then be ready to create constitutional remedies at a local level. The CSPOA, that's the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, has always taken a nonviolent approach regarding the movement for freedom, and there's no exception now that makes us consider any other alternatives. Let us be measured, careful, and patriotic. The CSPOA encourages all sheriffs, chiefs of police, and all public officials to encourage everyone within your jurisdictions to do likewise. That means stay home and stay away. Let's not have any violence or any. It won't help the protest at this point, folks. Peaceful assemblies are being hijacked by those who would do us harm on the right and the left, and it needs to stop. Let's all do our part to bring back peace to the United States of America. And it's signed by Sheriff Richard Mack. He's the CSPOA president. It's also signed by Officer Rick Dalton, CSPOA vice president. Now, I didn't sign it because I'm just basically the um, operations manager. I mean, I could sign it as well, but you know what? We wanted the top brass to sign it, but I wholly endorse, or I wholeheartedly endorse uh, their points and agree with them completely. So let's lay it down verbally. I completely agree. We want you to stay home and not protest. The peaceful assemblies will be hijacked by those who want to destroy us. Okay? There's a statement in this press release from, from we're asking for calm and that all Americans stay home and away from any rallies or protests on Inauguration Day. Why? We certainly do not support any armed protests. Let us do nothing to play to their hands, those who would try to destroy America or to, to get egg on our face. They're people from the right and the left who are bad guys. Let's allow for a peaceful transfer by all means, and then let's be ready to create constitutional remedies at the local level. All right? Let us be measured, careful, and patriotic. In my opinion, wonderful words. A wonderful point. Now, I got a question for you. Are politicians on the right and on the left, whatever words you want to use, are they advocating for peaceful means as the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association is? I hope so. Because I believe that's where the answers lie. We need peaceful means here, folks. We need to reject the violence. At the same time, that does not mean that I need to agree with all the wrongs that may be committed. I still think there was vote fraud. I'm not backing away from that. But that does not mean that I advocate for any violent means. I still preach American exceptionalism based on principles. All right? Even if this reverend 
Michael Eric Dyson preaches that, hey, you know what? If you preach American exceptionalism, that you're promoting or worshiping white supremacy. I'm not agreeing to that. Latter-day Saint leaders condemn violence at the U.S. Capitol, and I concur and go further and say we condemn violence at any event. Now, I'm sure that's what they mean as well, right? Now, listen carefully. Federal agents arrested a guy by the name of Tim Jonat. He's also nicknamed Baked Alaska. I guess they, um, what do they do? They arrested him in Texas? According to the U.S. Department of Justice, Tim Jonat, better known by the moniker of Baked Alaska, um, I guess he was arrested for his alleged role at the U.S. Capitol. According to the Department of Justice's criminal complaint against him, he has been charged of knowingly and entering restricted buildings without lawful authority. Jonah's 33, they often describe him, they say, as a far-right activist. He gained popularity promoting Donald Trump's populist Make America Great Again movement in 2016. Now, it sounds like, okay, well, clearly we got a right-wing zealot for Trump that's unhinged. Sounds like that, right? But it isn't true, folks. Listen carefully to who this guy is, this baked Alaska guy. All right? He's often described as a far-right activist. He gained popularity promoting Donald Trump's populist Make America Great Again movement in 2016. But listen to the next phrase, way down in the article. But before that, he was a Bernie Sanders supporter. And he worked at BuzzFeed, creating viral videos. He also had a gig with Milo Monopoly, whatever, however you, anyway, however you say Milo's last name. And his, um, what they call a dangerous faggot tour. A former BuzzFeed worker told the New York Times that his politics have been guided by, quote, platform metrics. An affidavit filed by FBI Special Agent Nicole Miller said Jonah unlawfully entered the Capitol following the Save America rally on January 6th. As the leaders were in the uh, process of certifying the elections, right? She said the, his videos provide evidence of his crimes. Now, I don't know this guy at all, but I know this. Any guy who gets his politics from metrics... He said, let's call Trump. He'll be happy. We're fighting for Trump. Da, 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 da. This whacked out guy doesn't really follow Trump. Okay, that's the lie we're being told, folks. Quick pause. Claiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A woman who the FBI says took a laptop belonging to Speaker Nancy Pelosi during the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol and tried to sell it to Russians has been arrested. Riley June Williams was arrested on Monday. Although no laptop has been recovered, Pelosi's office said the device was only used for presentations. Garth Brooks announced Monday he will play at the inauguration of President-elect Joe Biden on Wednesday. This is not a political statement, Brooks said. This is a statement of unity. He noted it is an honor to serve his country by performing at the ceremony. Pablo Escobar's hippos are taking over the marshlands of Colombia, and scientists have warned they got to go. The so-called cocaine hippos were illegally imported to the country by the notorious drug lord, who was killed by authorities in 1993. From his personal zoo after his death, four hippos escaped. Scientists have projected the intrusive hippo population could surge to 1,500 by 2024. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had begun to notice after 10 days with balance of nature, I felt better, more energetic, and believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway, but as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but I had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Let's get a coronavirus update. California is the first state in the nation to pass 3 million coronavirus cases. Los Angeles County has been hit particularly hard with over a million cases to date. Dr. Michael Osterholm is with the University of Minnesota's Center for Infectious Disease and Research and Policy. He tells MSNBC he believes the worst is yet to come. Well, I've often been uh, trying to call this uh, pandemic much like a baseball game to give you a sense of where I think we are. And unfortunately, I've been saying for uh, several months that I think we're basically at the bottom of the third or top of the fourth. And I don't think we're much farther than that right now. Uh, I worry that the very darkest days of the pandemic will be before us, even though we have vaccine coming, which is a very, very good thing. I think this new variant, this mutated virus that we're seeing in England, Ireland and elsewhere, which is now here in the United States, means that we could have really our roughest days in the immediate months ahead. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I did get the sheriff with me. I guess he's available now. You there, sheriff? I sure am, Sam. Thanks a lot. I just got off, uh, let's see, what was it called? Atlanta. Wake up, Atlanta. Wake All right. Up. Wake I, up, Atlanta. I, I saw Atlanta, and I was thinking he was on a plane. He's not on a plane. He's on a media event, right? Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm still here at home. All right. And you're promoting a piece on that interview, right? Yes. So you're going to promote peace on this interview too, right? Absolutely. You're not ready to have the militia roll. Uh, n- no, I'm. I'm not. Uh, I'm. I don't. Uh, I don't have any connections really with uh, any militia groups that I'm aware of. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the press release, which I read twice on the radio already, 
is what we're putting out. And it says the CSPOA, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, is dedicated to finding and exhausting all peaceful means possible to restore liberty to our great country. In my opinion, that's a huge statement, Sheriff. And what I was saying is right before the break, and we'll get back to this this guy that got arrested in a second, folks. Uh, but I, I bring this up to say which groups on the right and the left are making such a bold statement for peace and encouraging people to do the peaceful stand down right solutions now. I don't know anybody who's standing up as boldly in a press release as we are at the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Uh, have you seen statements just as direct and clear? No, I haven't. Um, so I obviously wasn't plagiarizing or copying anybody else. Amen to that. <laughs> but I think this statement is really, really, really important and provides tremendous leadership. Let us be measured, careful, and patriotic, it says. Those are huge statements, Sheriff. Yeah, and uh, we're already getting uh, hate mail and threats uh, from people who believe we should be fighting. And, um, and- I don't know I don't, what fighting means. I want to be I don't very know what careful. it means either. I said, do they want us to just start shooting everybody? Well, who do we shoot? You know, local governments or start in Washington? What do we do? I mean, it's it's ridiculous that anybody thinks that a, such a war would be, could be uh, legitimate or won. But uh, look, I know that we have a right to rebel. You know it. I know it. We both admired the bravery of our founders in instigating the Revolutionary War. I'm not saying we don't. The Second Amendment is all about we maintain our right to rebel. However, what you read at the very beginning, we have a duty as Christians and as Americans to find and exhaust all peaceful means. We've already seen the last six months how many sheriffs have actually generated uh, peace and stopped oppression in their counties. I mean, it's it's phenomenal what's going on. So let's say we can't quadruple that. We can't. Okay, let's just keep it easy. Let's double that. Let's double the sheriffs that have taken a, a stand, whether moderate to really big time strong, and and let's. Let's double that, and and let's let's first get focused on that there is a way to maintain peace and keep our freedom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, death threats coming into the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org, via email and other means. Why? Because the CSPOA, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, is dedicated to finding and exhausting all peaceful means possible to restore liberty to our great country. Now, listen to these other statements, because I think they provide tremendous leadership, and we're taking the heat. Let us be measured, careful, and patriotic. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, we have the right, okay, to reject government if it's evil government. But the Founding Fathers articulated the reasons in the Declaration of Independence and then said, but you can't throw off government for light reasons. You would say, well, these aren't light light reasons, Sam. And my response would be this. Here's the next statement. 
let's allow for a peaceful transfer because you're not going to gain anything by anything else. And because it's not the right thing to do, let's allow for a peaceful transfer and then be ready to create constitutional remedies at the local level. And this is really kind of the key about exhausting all means. Americans have not exhausted, not even close, all means of peaceful solution with the checks and balances in this country. And one of the things that I've advocated for, if you believe there's vote fraud, Sheriff, I have said this. Why don't you go to your local precinct? There's 175,000 of them in America. In 3,000 counties, I might add. And why don't you uh, go to your local precinct and say, I want an honest count of the election. And I want you to be able to demonstrate to me that you've turned in an honest count. And if you have, wonderful. If you haven't, though, then we've got some things to work on locally here. Yeah. And you don't need to get violent. But look, that's the local, most close government to the people when it comes to the elections. Going to, to nine robed judges isn't the answer. Storming the Capitol isn't the answer. You know, attacking a congressman or a senator isn't the answer. The answer is to go to your local municipality, your local precinct, and say, hey, I want accountability here. And if you don't get it, there's a lot of means you can advocate for to try to change that. Yeah. How about telling everybody, go to your local chairman of the Republican Party. Go to your state Republican Party and ask them to help you uh, get rid of computerized voting or to at least verify all uh, votes in the state by 1%. All you have to do is hand count 1% to make sure the percentages are lining up. And there is absolutely no government purpose in having computerized voting. That does not help the people. That does not help freedom. It does not enhance our liberty. Uh, all that does is make the voting uh, counts faster for the media. But that's it. What, do you want to know? I want to know the next day or that night who's elected. But that still is just a is something I can wait two or three days for. So what? And when I got interviewed by that German news, newspaper, I told him that we should have a way to verify computerized voting. And he said, do you know how we vote in Germany? It's paper ballots. And Sam, you can cheat on paper ballots too, because you can stuff them and still cheat, like you know, having dead people vote and whatnot. But only if uh, you're doing all this mail-in ballot stuff. But every ballot should have the person's name on it, and you'd be able to trace it back to that person and say, "Is this your vote?" And uh, and that would be so simple. I've even had people in the freedom movement say, "Well." What if people want to remain anonymous about voting or about their vote? Well, first of all, you're not anonymous if you vote. Your name is signed there, and they can, uh, both parties can tell whether or not you voted. How you vote is a different story, and no one should be able to publish that. that that'll still be against the law. All right. Is this, is this a fair headline to say? Death threats are now leveled against the CSPOA for our peaceful, valiant stand for peace. I'm afraid so. Uh, okay, see, ladies and gentlemen, this is not acceptable. Yeah. Right? This is serious, folks. Now, let me be very clear. I'm not for violence against Nancy Pelosi, Hillary Clinton, even the people that we completely politically disagree with, Sheriff. I'm not 
advocating for any violence against any of them. Now, by the way, there's a reverend by the name of Michael Eric Dyson. He just preached yesterday on Martin Luther King Day, Sheriff, at the National Cathedral. Do you want to know what he said? Please. American exceptionalism is really, actually, worship of white supremacy. Oh, my gosh. Let me counter that for you now, real before, quick. Before you counter it, I want to say this. I completely disagree with him, but oh, yeah. I don't wish any harm to come to the guy. And yeah. I do stand up for his right to say that if he thinks that. I would right. love to discuss it with him and maybe educate him or maybe uh, point out some different views to him peacefully. And I, I would hope to, uh, over time, persuade him to believe the way I do on the matter. Let's get him on the show. Uh, we, we can try. But all I can tell you is that I'm, I'm not wishing any harm to this guy. I, I, I think he's wrong. But I not only wish no harm to the guy, but I also wish to defend his free speech as much as I disagree, Sheriff. Yeah, amen. Uh, be, because if we don't do that, it's going to be a, a slippery slope because it'll come back and uh, happen to us, too. So um, yesterday was Martin Luther King Day. I just, you know, didn't really do anything about it. But I went to the mall last night to pick up something for my wife. And as soon as I I said, I'm not wearing a mask in there, no matter what store I go in and walking the hall, I'm not. And I'll finish that when we get back. The good sheriff's not going to wear a mask. Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, that can get rowdy, huh? Let's see what happens. Liberty Roundtable Live. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love get married, and have some kids. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, two things. Sheriff Richard Mack with me. We're talking about the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Peaceful press release death threats now being leveled against the CSPOA. What a shame that is. Nevertheless, Richard Mack was talking about this um, uh, exceptionalism statement. Exceptionalism is white supremacy, says a preacher uh, at the National Cathedral yesterday. His name is Michael Eric Dyson. He says, you know what? Uh, talking about American exceptionalism is nothing but worship of white supremacy. The sheriff was going to go into a story yesterday, said, I'm not going to put on a mask. Sheriff? Yeah, I was really surprised what happened. Um, okay, so I'm like, <clears throat> just I go in the west door, and I've walked in about 100 feet. I've been in there about 25 seconds. And a uh, nice-looking black gentleman, about 25 years old, is walking in front of me. He's going to the left, and I'm going straight, and I'm just getting ready to turn right. And we pass by each other. <clears throat> Sorry. And he's not wearing a mask. And so I point at my face, and I and I look at and I give him a big thumbs up, and then I I I kind of just hand gesture across my face that I don't have a mask on either. Well, I I kept going to the right, and unbeknownst to me. He followed me into the little uh, boba store that I was getting some for Don at. And uh, yeah, she loves those. Anyway, uh, he was all smiles and is, is all happy. And I said, hey, you know, hey, fellow uh, mask not wearer person, you know. And we were uh, exchanging some pleasantries. And, and I said, so uh, why not the mask? Now get this, Sam. He said, it's Martin Luther King Day. And I'll be damned if I'm going to be muzzled today. And I thought, you know what? Uh, I have one response to him. Uh, I said, Amen, I, brother. I did. I said, I said, I am proud of you. It's uh, it's great to associate with you uh, because that's exactly how I feel. I'm not going to be muzzled anymore, and I'm not going along with this crap. And I'm a free American, just like you. And I wanted to shake his hand, and and I really wish I had. And and I thought he might be reluctant to shake a stranger's hand, so I didn't. But I was going to offer him some hand sanitizer right afterwards, just in case you're worried about that. Uh, here's here's a hand sanitizer for you. But uh, it, it was really positive. Uh, I absolutely loved it, and it. <clears throat> I almost got into the deal where. Uh, hey, look, I'm, I'm dark tan and and you're dark brown. Uh, I didn't so I didn't think we were supposed to be friendly with each other because I keep hearing on CNN that we're uh, we're all racist and that blacks hate white people be, for being white. But I didn't want to get into that. It was such a positive moment for me. I love what he said. I love what he did, and uh, I I was I was so grateful for that uh, uh, just maybe sixty second exchange that I had with that great guy. Amen to that. Now, you wanted to uh, give a rebuttal to this uh, reverend. Well, that was it. Michael Eric Dyson. That, that, that was really it. Because I believe that, that my interaction with that kid was, a, was the rebuttal. And let's be very clear. American exceptionalism allowed both of you to, one, be friends yeah. and freely associate. And two, allowed you to decide with your own agency not to wear a mask. In other countries, you might be arrested and, you know, thrown in prison or whatever else. 
in America, this guy's saying, I'm not going to be muzzled on Martin Luther King Day, and you're basically saying the same thing. I might not want to be muzzled any other day either. But America is exceptional in that we have the ability to make choices of liberty. And I think that is the takeaway. All right. I've been talking about this gentleman here, Sheriff. Uh, this guy. Baked his Alaska. Name. His nickname is Baked Alaska, but his name is Tim Jonah. And I guess this guy, do you know much <laughs> about this guy? He broke into the U.S. Capitol and everything else, right? Right. Do you know much about this guy, who he is and stuff like that? Uh, I remember reading something about it, but I can't remember which one he is. All right, go ahead and talk about this guy for a minute, though. Okay, I I, I don't remember. All right, this guy um, is a very interesting character. Because he broke into the Capitol, he uh, was involved in some criminal activity that he literally put on his own video. So it's very weird. This guy basically promoted. This guy promoted. Um, I don't know what you call it. Violence, and he was supposedly recording what happened inside the Capitol. But yet he, on video, committed some crimes. I guess and all this kind of stuff. And they go on and say that he was arrested and everything else about this guy. Then here's what's interesting. They say he was a right wing Donald Trump supporter, right wing all the way. But when you dig down into the story, before he was a Trump supporter. He worked for BuzzFeed, a very liberal organization, releasing videos that went viral. And uh, this guy, before he was a Trump supporter, was a Bernie Sanders supporter. <laughs> now, Sheriff, I don't mean to be rude to you, but how many Bernie Sanders-type guys are true Trump supporters? I'm not saying there's never an exception, but for the most part, that's not really the crowd we're talking about. And to say that that guy's a Trump supporter, it turns out that they interviewed people that were colleagues of his at BuzzFeed. And it turns out that what he does is he watches the, the stats on America and where America wants to go, and he jumps to the latest, um, whatever you want to call it, uh, latest popular agenda item so that he can kind of jump in front of the train and be part of the, you know, uh, the solution, the idea or whatever. So because Bernie Sanders was popular, this guy jumped in front of the Bernie Sanders train and said, I'm going to lead this thing. Yeah. And then now he jumps in front of the Trump thing saying, I want to lead the Trump train now too. But this guy's an opportunist. This guy doesn't have a constitutional or a moral or a, a conservative ideology or whatever. This guy is, uh, anyway, and so now they say this guy's a right-wing extreme Trump supporter named Baked Alaska. That's just a lie. Yeah. All right? That guy was a big guy inside there committing crimes. Are you playing video. a video in the background? Is that is his video? Are you playing it? I'm not playing any videos. But what you're hearing in the background is our next caller. You want to be on the radio. You're so loud, people think you're playing a video. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Maybe I should just have a camera and send what, you a video. What you should do uh, when you're on the radio is be quiet. But go ahead, sir. You're up. <laughs> Kevin in Utah, you're up. Yeah. Go. Or Montana, I guess yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I'm a little worried, Sam, about these uh, big tech companies and the CNN, the Alex, whoever it was, saying that, Newsmax and all these places should be banned from Verizon Cable and all these other big cable companies. The problem is, you and I have discussed this before, when people like you and me who do podcasts are banned from Apple, somebody has got to create an RSS feed reader like Juice back in the day. How come someone hasn't worked on that? Then we can at least still get our message out and say, 
Elmo juice and uh, well, so R- your point feeds, is that right? RSS feeds are very valuable to spread news, and Google pretty much shut them down in their browser because they circumvent the mainstream press control. And I think RSS is a great solution, and you're right about that. That ought to be, um, that ought to be the idea. Right now, we're talking about the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association literally getting death threats for promoting peace uh, during the the transfer of power between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, though. And I'm more worried about that well, as an immediate concern. Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah. I. Who knows if the, I don't believe the FBI when they send out the memo that oh heck no be they're lying violence yeah they're lying uh, although what do you think I would stay away from DC right now um, just for yeah my so own CSPOA security, saying about- to stay away from DC and to stay away from the violent threats and all that kind of stuff and I I agree uh-huh. with the CSPOA but the CSPOA now for making that statement is getting death threats. For the peaceful well, value stand, right? Yeah. Well, uh, everyone else I've heard, Alex Jones, Donald Trump, Dan Bongino, they've all said stay away from D.C. All right. Now, there's a guy. I would, too. There's another guy besides this Tim Jonah guy, Baked Alaska, that I don't believe is a real Trump supporter. But the next one that's not a real Trump supporter <laughs> is John Earl Sullivan. That guy got released conditionally without bail. Did you hear that, Sheriff? Thanks. Oh, yes, I did. Thanks yeah. for the call, Kevin. We'll let you fly. Too much background noise, et cetera. But why on earth is this guy getting released on bail? In oh, my opinion, ahead of the uh, event coming up. I, I just don't see the advantage. No, and I, I don't either. And, and uh, that that's uh, suspicious. But a few of them were only charged with with misdemeanors. And so there's really no need to hold somebody on a misdemeanor. And, and you have a right to bail out, which I'm sure he could do very easily with the amount of supporters he has. Yeah, but hold on. When, you are a, when you're in a situation where they were blaming it all on Trump supporters, and I've just highlighted two people that aren't really genuine Trump supporters at all. And then they're back out to do and everything. And now they're back out today. to do whatever they want ahead of this thing? Yeah, I know. At some and, point, you go, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. And now guys like me and you and everybody else are encouraging people to stay home. Do you think that... Tim Jonat, Baked Alaska, and John Earl Sullivan, are they issuing a press release for peace? No. No. And so what I'm saying is that this just proves how disingenuous this discussion really is, Sheriff. Yeah, it is. And I would like to see the same thing from the Democrats and the Republicans and and uh, President Trump and, uh, you know, everybody. Let's come together on this and... Let's not get an FBI who no one trusts anymore, not just me, uh, but uh, coming out and saying there's going to be protests and and violent protests in every single state, at every state capital. Uh, not if we have anything to do with it, there's not. No, and, and, but I got a uh, question for the FBI. Are they going to investigate the death threats against us, sir? Because it isn't Trump supporters. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, well. Or is it Trump supporters? I don't know. Maybe they're well, Trump supporters that wanted him to stay in. Well, office. and here's here's the point. We don't know and we don't care. No, you don't okay. make death threats or you need to be prosecuted. Right. Okay. You don't commit violence and the destruction of private property or public property or you need to be prosecuted. I don't care if you're a Trump supporter or not. And now we go back to the famous statement Donald Trump made during the Charlottesville scenario. He said there's good guys and bad guys on both sides. And they slaughtered him for it in the media. But he couldn't be more spot on, Sheriff. 
Yeah, and uh, it's it's really sad that uh, it's gone that way. But man, I'm telling you, uh, the, the it the it's got me it's got me uh, pretty scared. Uh, because even under Obama, it didn't get this crazy, uh, and now they are so emboldened. Uh, but I, I I still believe uh, in especially the sheriffs and the counties and cities in this country. Uh, the the patriots in Mojave County are trying to make it a constitutional county. First thing you got to say there though is, aren't we already supposed to be constitutional counties? But it's a reinforcement of that, and I love what they're trying to do. And we can create pockets, and we can keep working that. We owe it to each other to continue our fight peacefully. Amen to that. I got two final headlines for you that I want to get both of them in. First one says, Parler uh, plans to welcome all of you back soon, Joe Kovac. So I pray Parler gets back online. Amen. All right. Second headline that's of great concern to add fuel to the mix is this. Migrant caravan in Guatemala pushes through border from Honduras, heading to the U.S. Bob Price writes the article, swarms of illegal immigrants approaching U.S. border. What will Biden do? Uh. Our prayers are that he does what's right, and we have peace. I'll tell you that right now. Amen. God save the republic. Lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. We advocate for peace despite death threats. 